0: Influencers are a hot topic in Dubai, whether it's the cool events that they go to, the parties, the brands they work with, and they take over our social media feeds, often in a good way, but also they tend to cause some controversy with brands and experiences. Influencer marketing has grown fivefold in the last three years, and estimates say that it's a $100 million industry in the UAE alone. So what impact is that having? Welcome to Dubai Works, a business podcast about the innovators, the products, the services and trending topics, Love & Dubai's take on the business stories that matter. My name is Richard Fitzgerald. I'm the founder of Augustus Media, publishers of Love & Dubai, Love & Saudi and Smashy TV. Each week we'll be interviewing the dynamic business leaders of Dubai. So what's the ecosystem around influencers? Who are the key influencers, the key players? What are the talent managers, the agencies, the platforms, the production companies? How is this industry growing and what are impacts it's having and the business licenses and all other regulation that follows a new area? This week we sat down with Sharif Fayad, one of the most prominent influencers in Dubai. He's Egyptian American, a former footballer, model, TV host. And passionate traveler. He's also represented by Bukash Brothers, one of the leading talent management companies in the UAE. It's a fascinating chat, and I'm sure we'll talk about influencers more as this podcast develops. Hi, so we're here with Sharif Bayad, a TV host and personality. Hi, Sharif. Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the Dubai Works Business Podcast.
1: I'm glad being here, my first podcast.
0: Amazing. Uh so yeah, we'll see how it goes. So basically, uh I was trying to uh, describe what you are and what you do, but it's so diverse and you've such a rich kind of background as well <laughs> with many many, many you've done so many things. Tell us how yeah. do you describe people when um
1: so just to put it really briefly, I'm a a TV host now. Uh Turned into TV host, obviously. That thanks to social media pushing yeah. me into that. Okay, uh, but I do I do a lot of traveling. I'm I'm really focused on working with some of the brands um, on a long term basis. Yeah, and a lot of hotels, uh, okay, travel agencies, yeah. tourism boards. So I focus a lot on traveling as well.
0: Amazing. Yeah, I think I saw you on a, a Pan Arab TV station hosting a football show with yeah. Paul Skullsworth one Yeah, the Victorious. <laughs> yep. The, wh- That's, what's uh, that one?
1: So the Victorious is a reality TV show where we go around the Middle East. And we set up trials uh, for young kids, age okay. six, 16 to 21, uh, yeah. who dream and aspire of becoming professional football players. Yeah. And we kind of target areas where uh, they never would really get the chance. Um, and thousands of kids, like we go to, I think around maybe 10 different Middle Eastern countries. Where have you um, been
0: so far? And is the show ongoing? Uh, it
1: it is ongoing. Last year it was it was on hold because of the World Cup, but uh, I hosted two seasons. It's been on for. For three seasons, I hosted two out of those seasons. Okay, amazing. Three seasons. Uh, we go everywhere from the, uh, so we go into we go to Dubai. We got Saudi. We got Egypt. We got uh, Tunisia, Morocco, Algeria. Uh, a lot of the North uh, African countries. you got Lebanon. Um, a lot of the countries that where football really is focused, and there's a huge population.
0: And are you a judge? Or are you a coach? Are you kind of? No, I'm I'm the host there.
1: Okay. Yeah. So uh, the format is very simple. It's the same thing as any elimination format pretty much you uh cut them down to 20 players you bring the best 20 out of thousands of kids to dubai and then week by week they go through trainings and, and games and then one by one lead uh, two by two lead each week until yeah. they have one winner and how what does the winner get so he gets a hundred thousand dollars amazing and he gets a a trial with a professional club in uh, any league in europe Or it's usually each year it's it's different uh, yeah so it's we had Spain, a team in Spain, yeah, last year and the year before it was Germany, uh, okay, as well. So
0: it's usually just a trial, like a extent, an extensive trial with yeah. the
1: team to see if they would like to sign in later
0: on. And uh, amazing. So and your home country is Egypt, yes, uh, and the football is massive there. It is huge. <laughs> and yeah. you you were you're a footballer yourself. Yeah, I had
1: a I had a brief stint with football. I played football all my younger years, yeah, uh, since I was twelve. Uh, managed to go professional when I was 18 years old wow. uh, in Belgium for about a year and a half. Amazing. Um, long story short, I moved back to Egypt because I wanted to. I wanted more playing time with the first team because okay. the team I was with had just been promoted and they had so many senior players. Yeah. So I wasn't really getting my chance to play, and I was a young, eager yeah. kid. So you wanted I, uh, to be picks. You wanted to be in the first yeah, 11. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wanted to move out of the reserves, and it yeah. was a huge squad and yeah. roster. So I was like, okay, I might go back to Egypt and get more playing time.
0: And that would be unusual. Like, uh, Not many kind of Egyptian players go to the Belgian league, I, yeah. for example.
1: Yeah, but the good benefit of that was the club I went to is a sister club of the club I was playing for in Egypt. Okay. So I What's just the went, name
0: of the club in Egypt? Uh, Wedi Digla. Okay, cool. And
1: that one's called Leers in uh, okay. Belgium. So I moved back to my sister club again to get playing time. But unfortunately, as soon as I moved back, there was a huge massacre in football where about 74 fans were killed. Yeah. Um, And that just put all sports on hold. Yeah, and
0: the league stopped for a couple of years. Everything
1: stopped and uh, it took a while and that's when I decided, you know what, maybe it's time for me to explore different options and and move on.
0: Okay, amazing. Cool. When was that? Uh,
1: I would say that, so that was, I moved here about, four years ago, just a little over four years ago. Okay. And uh, that was maybe like a year and a half prior. Okay, so, yeah, amazing. about five, six years ago. And
0: do you miss it? Do you miss football? Do you I play miss with it, friends? Of course, yeah. I
1: love football. Yeah. I, uh, I'm always playing as much as I can. Yeah. Well, at least once a week if I can, twice. Uh, but you're
0: still a young guy. You look fit. You could play with some of the local teams here, maybe. Oh, they have a lot of different rules about the local teams here where okay. they obviously have to have... Uh, they just opened
1: it up this year, but it was mainly focused on the locals. Yeah. They opened up to people who were born and raised here as well to yeah. be able to play with them yeah uh but you know with football there's a certain there's usually an age bracket yeah where if you're not playing professionally by then and you're not up there then you're kind it's of hard past to get it. back into it yeah and it it was a beautiful period in, in, my, in my life obviously and i'm yeah. happy i went through it i it taught me a lot i learned so much from it uh but you move on yeah. Onto other things.
0: So, so um, you were known really originally on social media for the platform Vine. Yeah. Kind of. That's what started it. So, what, explain to me what Vine is. So when I came across Vine, I didn't really understand what it
1: was. Uh, also, that was around the time where football had stopped. Okay. So I had a lot of free time. Okay. Free time on my hands, and <laughs> yeah. I came across Vine, which was just a seven-second video of people just doing either silly things or making other people laugh. Yeah. And I decided to give it a go. You know, and uh, just make fun of myself and just have like a post a silly video not knowing what up. the outcome would yeah. be and it just blew up like
0: everybody i was getting calls of my friends just laughing and, <laughs> and tell
1: me what the hell did you just do i'm
0: like whoa did i do something wrong They're like no that was funny keep did on you, going did you know you were funny before or did people I mean, say I you always, should be a comedian or
1: i never considered myself no. a comedian i'm just a as my mom would say a goofball okay much. so <laughs> i'm always i'm always a, like a class clown or just yeah i I like to have, say I have good energy so I like to just always try to make people have a good time around me yeah not uh I wouldn't say comedian as like throwing punchy jokes yeah like even the stuff I would post typically I took the I started making fun of the typical traditional Arab things that we do like fighting over the bill yeah uh, you know and just put a twist on it and make it a little bit funny so people could relate to it
0: okay and did your following come uh, you know they they from egypt or from the rest of uh, our uh world. mainly
1: yeah it started uh mainly it started in egypt obviously and uh it all over the world because vine was was way bigger in the states and in yeah. european countries than, it's owned by twitter or yeah, was than in yeah. the middle yeah. east so uh when i started i would be speaking in arabic and i was doing a lot of these videos that are relating to Arab culture. yeah. So I'd get a lot of the following of the Arabs in the States and the Arabs in Europe. You know? yeah. They're like, oh, my God, that is me too. That's what my okay. family does because we all pretty much do the exact same thing. Yeah.
0: So tell me kind of what happened next. Like how did that create opportunities and how did you kind of do, do you uh, associate yourself with the term influencer and explain that sort of thing?
1: Uh, what happened next is I was just so people started laughing. It was right after the revolution, right after this thing that happened with football. Yeah. So it was a pretty down time in Egypt. Um and I I realized that I could make people laugh and I could ch- change people's mood for just a couple of seconds okay, or draw amazing. a smile on people's face. So I yeah. kept going on with that and posting more videos and just gaining a lot of followers super fast because social media was very new. Like I would like to say I got on the boat as soon as it sailed. Um, so I was gaining so many followers like right from the start, thousands per day. Um, and fine on, on Twitter, you know, on Instagram, Vine everything. Instagram, and I didn't know, I didn't like think much of it. And I, of course, never thought there would be any sort of thing like an influencer yeah. or someone would pay me to, to post something because yeah. it was unheard of at the time. Yeah. And I remember the first time like a couple of months later, someone came up to me and it was based out of Dubai and they said, we need you for a campaign, but we're going to send you in a plus month to travel. Okay. Um, and we're going to pay you to post. And I thought to myself, is this guy crazy or like, <laughs> it's just when you, you think about it now, everybody yeah. does it. It's normal. Yeah. But you think five years ago, you're like, no, no something is sketchy.
0: Yeah. What's in it for them? Like, yeah, what's the exactly. catch? I'm like, what,
1: what is the catch
0: here? <laughs> yeah. um, so, so how many sort of followers? You've, you've about a million followers on yeah. Instagram yeah, now, a huge engagement, and you work with multinational brands, and mm-hmm. you kind of, as you said, kind of got on the boat, and you're part of the, the influencer ecosystem now. Yeah. And I assume that it takes up all your time. It it takes a lot a, a lot more time than people would expect.
1: Obviously, yeah. uh, one of my main things, if I'm not hosting a TV show, is I do a lot of travel. Yeah. Uh, and traveling is definitely a luxury, but it's not always luxurious. Yeah. yeah if that makes sense. A lot of it
0: is hectic. You're on the road. You're going. Are the you with brands, or are you doing? Are you doing travel for holiday, or are you doing reviews? And a lot
1: of the time, it's uh, it's just personal traveling because okay. I believe the money you spend is not really spent when you travel okay. because you gain so much more in return than what you put in. Yeah. So, if just I'm not learning cultures exactly. and experiences, yeah, amazing. Putting yourself out there, you grow as a your personality and your, your character just grows. You learn so much from other cultures. You see how diverse it is. Yeah. How something, yeah, uh, how something you do uh, is so different than what they would do. Something you might think is offensive is completely normal. To okay. their culture, you know? Yeah. Um, so if it's not working with a hotel or a brand that sent me somewhere, yeah. I'm always on the road just because I love to travel and I love to see all these different experiences and cultures. Okay.
0: But you're, you're based in Dubai. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you kind of decide on Dubai as your home?
1: So relating back to that first campaign I was telling you about where yeah. people, uh, they asked me, it was, uh, they asked me to go to Mexico as part of the world cup 2014 campaign. Yeah. Uh, the one in Rio. The one in Rio. Yeah. So it was uh, a campaign for a brand. I'm not sure if I can say it or not now. Yeah, go ahead. It was Chipsy and Lays. So okay. Chipsy is the local brand of Lays. Yeah. Um,
0: so part of PepsiCo, right? PepsiCo, yeah. pretty much. Yeah.
1: And they sent me there because they were coming up with new flavors, like for each different country. Um, and they, it was like a reality TV show thing where they I had to go out and do all the different tasks.
0: Yeah. Uh, Messi does the campaign to them as yeah. well. Yeah. So,
1: so they sent me to Mexico for about 20 days. Okay. Um, and I had a blast there. Amazing. And then the company that was shooting the whole thing for me there, they sent people to other countries. But the, the company that was with me, um, I told them, you know, it's time to move on. Like I told you to explore different options. I told them, you know what, guys, I I'm half American. I got an American passport. It's much easier for Americans to travel yeah. and get around than Egyptians. Yeah. I don't have to apply for a visa. Yeah. So I'm. I have a background, I love love production and everything. If you guys are ever interested or you have an opening, I'd love to come over to Dubai and just uh, give it a go and see what happens because I've always looked at Dubai and I knew it was a Middle Eastern country with a lot of Western in it as well. All the cultures over here, it's just a a big hub. And I wanted to experience that and see what it's like.
0: Okay, so it kind of started from there. Yeah, so then
1: after a month of getting back, they actually gave me a call and said, hey, are you still interested in coming over? And that's when I flew over here Uh, long story short spent about five months with that company and that is when I realized that social media in Dubai was way ahead of social media in Egypt really that's when I realized that so many brands I started to go all in on social on social yeah every part of it yeah so
0: so just kind of pause right there and we look at the influencer ecosystem yeah because Basically, that's a few years ago, and I think influencer marketing, people tried to uh, project how much revenue it was going to be worth and the different parts of it, and there were talent management companies. Yeah, And I think uh, you know some stats that we're talking about in 2015 said there was about $20 million spent on influencer marketing in the region, and it said that there's $100 million spent uh, in the region in 2018. To put that in perspective, the regional ad spend is about $3.5 billion dollars, mm-hmm. Digital might be about 900 million. So uh, Eli Khoury, the CEO of Omnicom Media Group, in his 2019 uh, predictions said that influencer marketing is passing out uh, print as the fourth biggest space. Uh, How how do you see uh, the space? Do you see it as an ecosystem? Do you see it as uh, something that you do? or do you think about it in terms of uh, uh an ecosystem and marketing and and do you see it as a business?
1: It it definitely is a business. I mean when you look at all the businesses that came out of social media it, it's you can't count them. So, yeah. so many people turned basic following into a business, whether yeah. it's travel, it's yeah. fashion, it's cars, it's whatever it is. Um and I always say that nowadays people start going to social media to advertise and to market because First of all it costs them less than what they would typically pay yeah. for press or T V. Yeah. And it would reach way more people. Because and do nowadays, you think it's as effective? I think it is as effective. Yeah. Uh not because I'm on social media, but we just think about it. Everyone's on their phone most of the day. If you're just sat here waiting for a friend for five minutes, you take out your phone, go through Instagram, yeah. you're walking somewhere you're in a you're in transportation. You're just always through your phone. I don't really think that people Typically, sit down in front of a TV nowadays, okay. especially with all the different like Netflix and on-demand things that you have. Yeah, you don't. You rarely watch the, the regular TV and see any ad that pops up, unless it's a football game that yeah. you have to watch and you see that ad. Yeah, and like also, a sponsorship. Yeah, and the same yeah. with press. Like okay. people rarely go through magazines or newspapers. Yeah, um, it's just all on your phone nowadays.
0: So as as you started working with more and more brands and as this space evolved and has grown and is continuing to grow. What decisions did you have to make with with brands? With Do you have your own manager? Do you have a production company? What's the kind of, how do people uh, like you operate? So when I first,
1: uh, when I moved to Dubai, I was still man- managing myself and talking to a lot of the companies or brands who wanted to work with me. Uh, but then I signed with Bufus Brothers, which is uh, my friend's talent management company. Yeah. is actually one of the very first, I think I was the first one to sign with him. Okay. Um, he had talked to me about the idea of setting up the company uh, because he sees this going somewhere and this is where a lot of the brands are going to go yeah. from now on. And obviously, it's a, a lot. And that's one business that came out of social media. Yeah. I like the one you're talking about. So I signed with NS and honestly, it, it's been amazing so far. Yeah. Um, and it's just the professionalism. I like to take care of the creative side. I like to take care of what I want to do in terms of photography videography trips you know that part and then when it comes to the money or negotiations or stuff I'm not that guy I yeah. don't want to get involved in that so
0: Bugash brothers manage you uh, yeah so all the relationships all the agreements the exactly. documents and the paperwork yeah, they, and all they, that they,
1: they do all that stuff they yeah. manage they also do a lot of we sit down together and we put a plan for for me not just to, the paperwork and the yeah. negotiations we put a plan together about what I want to do next year yeah where I see myself how I can grow. What opportunities um, What opportunities for. I Because could,
0: I could. the Bukash Brothers are a well-known social media influencer talent <laughs> management company here, but they're also known that, that they only work with a few select yeah. influencers. Yeah, so they that are must be a great kind of relationship for you. It is, yeah. They, we have, uh, like at the
1: agency, there's what's called the BB family, the Brothers family. Yeah. And they, they like to work with very select few who they are close with and they want to grow and work on and give them their full attention. Yeah, not meaning that they don't work with other people. They work with so many people, if not most of the people in the Middle East. Yeah. Uh, but the people who are under their umbrella and they focus on 100 percent are very limited.
0: OK, cool. And, and um, so with that relationship, are you, you know, is there a set fee or is, there's a show on uh, Netflix by mm-hmm. Buzzfeed's, not the movie Follow Me, but a show about influencer. I, I was just about to watch that a couple of days ago. actually. Really? Yeah, it's really good. It's like they have different episodes. They're They're 15 minutes long. And one of them is about, uh, social media and attention and how much, uh, how we're addicted. Uh-huh. And the next one, after that talks about the influencer space, but teen influencers in the U S mm-hmm. all on musically and TikTok and these yeah. new apps. And then it shows a breakdown of where the percentages go in the U S. It says that 10% goes to the talent manager of the fee, the brands pay the influencer, yeah. 40% goes to the agency and excuse me. And then there's, um, uh, also, a, a rule if you're under 18 in the U.S., you pay uh, a percentage. A lot, a so lot there's, of rules. There. So it's a lot. But it, it kind of relates to maybe uh, movie stars and that sort yeah. of space from before.
1: I, I mean, I think it's the same with any like any industry as well, having an agent or having a manager. It's always discussed prior to signing that, okay, you know what, This is we're going to have this deal. You're going to take 70, I'm going to take 30. You're going to take 50, I'm going to take 50. It's, yeah. it's all depending on who you're negotiating with okay. and what you agree to do with. If it's yeah. someone you really want to sign with and that's their terms and deals, yeah. then you'd be like, okay, that's what it is.
0: So you kind of have a, an overarching agreement with your agency, the your partners and your yeah, friends, and then you, you discuss negotiation with the clients based on the campaign and the brand yep, face and definitely, everything. Definitely. Have you ever said no to a brand? Oh, so many times. I say no more than I say yes. Really? Yeah, yeah because nowadays...
1: A lot of people there is a lot of money in social media we're not going to lie but a lot of people turn into the yellow pages yeah and they just post at non-stop ads on yeah. their space and profile and it just loses the essence of what your page is supposed to be about yeah so I always try to pick the ads and pick the brands that relate to me whether it's travel sports you know uh, active where it's just something that is me I'm not going to go choose an ad that is not me and post it on my social media just to get money
0: and have it there. And you can probably see the reaction. You probably know because the people, yeah. the comments and the feedback that you, you lose get,
1: the, you lose the trust with, with the people that follow you because they just look at you like a sellout and you're just trying to, you're pretty much using them to get your ad out there. And so what's one of, thing you don't
0: want. To what do. clients have you said no to? <laughs> I
1: said no to a client that wanted, uh, it was a hairstyling. Okay what's it called? It's like a hair styling straightener. Yeah. And hair they wanted, yeah. yeah, hair straightener, pretty much a hair styling straightener. Okay. Um, and they wanted to advertise and work with me. And I told them, like, I don't mind, but I like, if I straighten my hair, You've got curly hair. Yeah. If I, if I straight, <laughs> if I would do my hair regularly, like daily, it makes sense. That yeah. I would use it. At least I show people how I fix my hair and straighten it. Okay. But I don't do any of that. So yeah. why would I use that? They told me, well, it's because you have a large female following or whatever. I'm like, yeah, but still, it doesn't. The brand doesn't relate oh, okay. to me, so it will make no sense if I just post that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. So it just always has to relate. Uh, and, and what's the, um, one of the campaigns or the stories that you've told for brands that's resonated most with your followers? Um, a lot of the stuff I've worked with uh, revolve around around traveling because that's
1: my main focus now, and a lot of people follow me to see where I'm going and what I'm doing, yeah. and what's my next step, and just uh, to see different places for them to go to yeah <clears throat> sorry about that um so a lot of different i would work with some airlines i would work with uh, a watch brand that is all about exploring an adventure okay. for example yeah uh which is the one i have on now and it yeah. has it has a, it actually has a globe on it <laughs> yeah so it's all about life of the adventure what is this yeah uh, that's uh Montblanc. okay nice um so it's all about being an explorer and yeah. going out there so it, it relates I, yeah. it relates to me a lot, so that's why I chose to do it okay
0: and uh, okay, so relationships with Mont Blanc and with other brands are these long-term relationships? Or are they you know they've got a new watch that they want to promote, mm-hmm. and is, is this a kind of something that you're kind of building a year in advance, and are they planning that way as well? A lot
1: of a lot of it's like some of the brands are long term, some of them are c- campaign yeah. based. Um, like Nokia, for example, I've been an ambassador of theirs for over a year now. Yeah, um, and I use their phone to whenever I travel to capture the beautiful. Yeah. they launched places. a new
0: one in Dubai
1: last week. Yeah, I was actually the MC of that. Okay, amazing. Well. Yeah, so uh, so I use their phone to shoot my videos because I do a lot of videos and pictures, um, and that goes hand in hand with what I do. Yeah, uh, but some of them are ba- are campaign based and others are long term.
0: So. um your relationship is more than the social media because you 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 can do photo shoots as a model you can yeah. wear the products you can host m c the events exactly. you can appear in commercials so it's kind of um traditional brand ambassador role, That's but right. the social media is, plays a huge yeah, role yeah it's
1: it's not just about me uh being connected to the brand and posting for the brand on my profile being an ambassador or being yeah. a friend of the brand or whatever yeah. it is. Uh, you could MC like I was at the event. You could show up. They could use you for a photo shoot where they want to use yeah. the images, not necessarily go on your and profile. Yours, yeah. So there's a lot more to it, obviously, okay. than just posting on your social media. Okay, and it's a relationship you you grow with that brand.
0: Yeah, we see many influencers, so to speak, and involved in these spaces launching their own products. Is that a space you want to get into, or is the the media mm-hmm. career something that you're focusing on as well? I love uh, I I love being in front of the camera and I, I think for me
1: it comes naturally because like I told you I was just always yeah. natural in front of people yeah. but um, it is I am trying to take it to a different level and start my own business yeah. which is travel related obviously Okay. I get a lot of requests of people who want to travel with me and, and wanting. to to join me on my trips, so hopefully in 2019 I'll be starting off my own travel agency okay to allow people to come along with me on my adventures and take part in it as well.
0: That's amazing and great to hear it on the Dubai Works Business Podcast. It will yeah. be based in Dubai, and you. This kind is of the first time you're there. hearing this, by the way. I <laughs> a lot of exclusive. <laughs> I've had a lot of interviews
1: today, and they're all asking me what's happening in
0: 2019. I'm like, no, nope, you have to wait and find you out. You have to wait and find out. So we yeah. already know. Well, maybe we'd book a trip with you as well Definitely and, that. and check that. it out. That's really cool. Well, that's a good note to finish it on. Thanks a lot for your time, Perfect. Sharif. Thank you And so we'll much. follow your journey, uh, both uh, yeah, metaphorically and online uh, over the next year. That years. sounds great. Thank you for having me. Thanks a lot. So that's it for another episode of Dubai Works Business Podcast. Follow these stories and more on LoveInDubai.com, Also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Snapchat and Love and Dubai. Have a good week and we'll be back next week with another interview.